Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson, joined of course by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello everybody. And we have got a doozy of a topic today. It is Discussion Topic Friday. And we're just, we're actually, this, uh, I'm going to provide more context on this topic in a minute. Um, But if you read the title, this is Reforming Modern Ideas of Work. So obviously there's stuff that's spurred on this conversation that we want to cover. And we've kind of been leading up to this for a little while. This is kind of a continuation of stuff we've talked about prior to this. So yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm excited. I think this will be, this will be a really good topic to, to consider and, and talk about. Um, and we want to try and take a couple different facets, uh, to this discussion. So it's, pu- it's purely going to be a discussion topic, um, where we just, we have a lot of stuff kind of in our notes and we're just gonna, we're going to chat about this. Um, rambling. Yeah, we're going, we're going to ramble. That's what that's what this is. It's a rambling episode, so that'll be fun. <laughs> but an informed ramble, so it's not a bad ramble. Yeah. It's a, it's At a what fun point ramble. is a ramble a bad ramble? <laughs> I don't know. We are about to find out. I think. <laughs> um, so is that what our discussion show. topic is today? That's what our discussion topic. Bad or good ramble? Right. Let's just let's switch. What is the phrase? Switch streams mid horse. No, switch horses mid. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> something like switch streams mid horse. That's the mid horse. <laughs> that makes no sense. All right. So whatever that is, that's not what we're doing today. <laughs> Some other episode, we'll do that. That'll be fun. Um, we have a show website, trdshow.net. Check it out. It's cool. It's a cool website. I think. I'm a little biased, but I think it's cool. Check it out. Um, follow us on social media. We're on like as many places as we thought would be good to be on. That's an uh, that's a very subjective way of ascertaining which ones we should we should uh, be on. But uh, <laughs> that's it's basically how that conversation went. We were like, all right, if we get banned, um, it's not if it's when. Where can we speak? And so Gab was the first platform we joined, and then Getter. And uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram, which we had to be dragged onto those platforms, kicking and screaming. But yeah, we have a lot of Instagram followers. We got a lot of Gab followers. Those are kind of our two top platforms. So follow us on Getter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on all sorts of places. All of those links are on the website. So it just makes it super, super easy to, to find those places. So that would be cool. We'd love for you to get some additional stuff from us because we post tons of stuff on social media, lots of announcements. We post verse pictures. We post uh, quotes on the uh, social media platforms. So all sorts of stuff. And um, it's a great way to have a conversation with us, to chat about, to comment on some of our stuff, to share it. So if you liked our episodes, we always post our episodes on social media too. So if you wanted to share those around with your friends, which we'd really appreciate, you can do that. So that would be really cool. Um, So before we start delving into our topic, which again, is reforming modern ideas of work. So we're obviously, we've got an idea here where we're reforming something. Well, what is it that actually needs to be reformed? So we have to discuss that first. So we're going to obviously set up what the unbeliever has done to work, um, what they've done to this culture, the, the destruction and rot that they've they've established here and then we have to reform it so we're going to talk about well what does the bible say and push the antithesis as uncle gary 
would say. Um, but before we get into all that, we have to talk about our verse of the week. And we won't spend a ton of time on this, but again, we are a we're, we're a Bible show. We're we're a Bible show. I don't know if that's is that I think a thing. Theology podcast. There it is. Better. I like that a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it as soon as I said it. No, <laughs> didn't hate it, but it was just like that doesn't really describe what we do. Anyways, um, yeah, we're kind of a theology podcast here, and we're obviously a Christ-centered show. That much is obvious, hopefully. Um, we're Reformed Christians, so we have to make the Bible the center of the show, and the best way to do that is to have a verse that we break down every week. So our verse this whole week has been Daniel 7, verse 14. So we're going to talk about it a little bit today. Um, this verse says, And to him, meaning Christ, was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Again, that's Daniel 7, verse 14. This verse, I mean, there's so much here, we're not going to touch on nearly half of what could be talked about, because this is an incredible verse it's referenced so often from a lot of other verses. These principles are referenced all over scripture. It's just, it's an amazing verse. Um, one rumination. Well, that's a, that's a $5 word right there. Um, <laughs> that uh, I've learned from several people. One really interesting thing, you know, we're talking about the undoing of the curse and we talk about Christ is reigning and with his reign, he's undoing the curse. He's restoring this earth back to what it was um before the curse and part of that is languages so we saw at the tower of babel that happened after obviously the curse and the the earth was split and to all these different people groups and you had people speaking all sorts of different languages and then what do you notice the day of pentecost what's one of the first things that christ does is we notice the holy spirit now allows people to understand other people in their languages so we already see that undoing of the curse at the, the day of Pentecost, for instance. We see the uh, that that part of the of the curse, that part that occurred after the curse as well, where languages were split. We now see languages starting to be unified, and now today we have all sorts of people learning all sorts of different languages, and we have communication between so many different countries in so many different ways. So that's a huge, huge part of this. Um, is that that part of the breakdown of the curse. So that that just fascinates me. And then here, you know, this verse literally says that, that all people's nations and languages should serve him. So obviously languages are, that's a part of this. That's that's all part of this whole dominion thing that we're talking about. So maybe we'll have to spend an episode later talking about the language aspect and what that what's involved, because I know there's a lot more facets to that. So anyways, this verse... Hopefully this whole week you've had some takeaways from it. We talked about it on Monday. We've talked about it on Wednesday. Um, talked a little bit about it today. But if you missed our episodes, Monday and Wednesday episodes, check those out. And if you watched them and you forgot to leave a five-star review or you forgot to like them or share them, you know, that's an option if you wanted to go back and, you know, fix that horrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be so helpful. Um, anyways, we won't pressure you. but. Yeah, okay, so we will pressure you, but not a lot, just just enough to hopefully get... Yeah, okay, I'm done. Um, <clears throat> so, let's talk about reforming modern ideas of work before I get kicked off of here. Um, 
We've been spending a lot of time recently discussing the dominion mandate and our responsibility to work for the kingdom of God here on earth. If you missed up on if you missed that theme, that's probably because you're a new listener. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Very excited to have you. But hopefully, if you're a longtime listener or you've been listening for the past couple of weeks, you'll recognize that we've been spending a lot of time on the Dominion Mandate. Ever since like last December, we've really been honing in on that for a reason. Um, talking about our responsibility to work for the kingdom of God here on earth. One of the reasons for this focus is that our culture has diluted the biblical Dominion Mandate to the point of near extinction. Like we, we're, we're losing so much in the Christian culture, in the culture at large, of what it means to take dominion properly, what it means to take dominion, that we should even take dominion or be aware of that. It's a presupposition that we've just kind of thrown away. But not surprisingly, the unbelieving world is beginning to encounter the ramifications of this folly. They're starting to have major issues because of this. Um, We've been running on the fumes of Christendom for a while now. Uh, and finally, the chickens have come home to roost, if you will. Um, <laughs> Jake's like, okay, you went there. Yeah. That's huh. the phrase you, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's that. So, <laughs> that's where that is. Right. That's, that's that is up there. That is a thing. So <laughs> that's kind of what we want to talk about today is this idea of the dominion mandate in terms of the general idea of work. We touched on this on Friday. We touched on this uh, quite a few episodes ago. Um, But there was a topic, there was an article that was released fairly recently um, that actually goes through uh, work pre-pandemic and then in the middle of the pandemic and then post-pandemic. And how work, especially in America, has changed, how each of the classes has adapted to the change in work. one of the, the 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 article is titled "America's Fever of Workaholism is Finally Breaking," so it paints in an interesting light. It paints workaholism as being rampant across all of America until recently. It's debatable. We can look into the details of that. The, our purpose here is not to to dispute that particular part of it. But there were a few. Well, maybe that's Jake's purpose. Um, bring that up i don't i don't know i don't know really what jay's talking about so i'm I'm on the edge of my seat here with the mute button ready to no (laughs) never okay and yes yes maybe i need to find a different platform in order to he's ready (laughs) he's ready with the mute button for me too so yeah this goes both ways yeah we both have pretty much equal as long as i have a mute button i'm I'm okay (laughs) not that you'd ever use it but it is nice to have it looks so cool just sitting yeah, there yeah, waiting to be used you know? yeah it's that's like the uh everybody what's... sees that i have it and then <laughs> right. i'll just stare Kill off i have a mute show. button <laughs> just stare at it but yeah yep yep love it so i don't know what jake's talking about but i <laughs> my purpose here is i i don't really want to focus in on a ton of the workaholism i'm going to focus in a little bit later about overworking so i'll, I'll touch on that a smidge because that's obviously part of this, but I focused in on a a couple of other things here. So I pulled out two quotes from this article. One, uh, one of the quotes is that in a time of declining religiosity, rich Americans seem to turn their career, uh, seem to turn to their career to fill the spiritual vacuum at the center of their life, which is like, well, actually, yeah, that's true. I mean, when, 
you we've said before it's a cliche right but if you're not worshiping god you'll have a god-shaped hole in your you know there's a god-shaped hole in your life and you're gonna fill it with something there's a vacuum you idolize something you make something else your idol we were beings who were created to worship um to serve our creator and if we're not serving our creator, we're serving something else because we there is no neutrality, right? Christ said, you're either for me or you're against me. So yeah, obviously that, that makes sense. And the declining re- religiosity, so many people lying to themselves, suppressing the truth and unrighteousness, part of that judgment is a darkening of their minds. They turn away from the word of God. They turn away from truth, beauty, and goodness, as we're talking about in Angels in the Architecture, talked about that on Wednesday. We're going to talk about it the whole rest of this month in this book. Um, But they turn away from all of that beauty, all of that goodness, all of that truth. And yeah, they are going to turn to their careers to fill that void. And it's not going to work. It's going to be a horrible, depressing life that they'll build for themselves. So that's one thing. And I'm going to pull a lot more out of that throughout today's episode and discuss it. But another thing um, was interesting. And another quote that I'll just quickly read. And then, Jake, if you had stuff you wanted to add, I feel like I'm hogging the floor. So or hogging the mic. I'll probably. Yeah, I'll probably go over all my stuff because it's just like an overview. I'm basically I'll give everyone an overview. um, Sweet. Overviews. So and then because I know Bruce is going to be touching on a few verses that I bring up a long list. Yeah, he's going to be touching on a few verses that I bring up. However, I'm not going to be actually quoting the verse. I'm just going to, in passing, I'll just say, here, look at this verse, look at this verse, look at this verse, and then Bruce will bring up all those verses. So, really, you'll get it all from Bruce. It just happened. We had the same same thought. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. (laughs) Nice. Well, when you're talking about this subject, there's only so many verses you can choose from. Well, no, Fair. there was a lot. Uh, to be honest, there was a very long list of verses. I was shocked myself when I started yeah. studying this more. The amount of verses I only covered like a quarter or half of all the verses, and I'm already like my doc is full. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. There's a lot more that that could be said. So, um, anyways, quick second quote from this from this article, and then we can go from there. Um, so uh, one of the quotes was that. I've blamed workism for U.S. policies that resist uh, national parental and sick leave because of an elite preference for maximizing the public's attachment to the labor force, end quote. So actually, this this is interesting. Um, This person, the the writer, I'm not looking at the name right now. Sorry, I forgot. But this article is linked in the description. So check this out. He's not. He's not. (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i've blamed so he's saying he's he blames workism for u.s policies that resist national parental and sick leave because of an elite preference for maximizing the public's attachment to the labor force so that's an interesting there's so many there's so many threads to pull on one of them is that yeah there's there's a, a preference for maximizing the public's attachment to a career that's feminism in a nutshell is make women like men so they need to go out, have a career like a man, and um, take dominion in the same way that a man does, as opposed to taking dominion in the way that God created them to take dominion, right? So have a career, be in the labor force, blah, 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 do all of that. And so then those same people don't take parental and sick leave, um, and they become what this article is calling a workaholic. I would say they have become people who are no longer kingdom-minded. They're not 
living a Christian uh, uh, lifestyle anymore, and they're going to suffer the consequences for it. And we're seeing that today. They are massive levels of depression, massive levels of stress, of exhaustion, of so many problems today. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to see so much more if this continues. Um, but that's the penalty of not working the way that God has told you to work and not working with the motivations and the goals that the Bible gives you um, to work for and to work with. So, so I thought that was interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And by the way, this is um, something with Microsoft. It's like, it's, it's Microsoft. It's an article put out by Microsoft or something like that. I know. It oh has no, some, it's, it's I, um, MS. It's like on Microsoft news, MSN. I think it's on their platform. I don't know that Microsoft okay. published it per se, but I don't know. Okay. All right. I could see that. All right. But I, I was I don't know. it has some connection to Microsoft somehow. I wouldn't doubt it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but moving on, we're talking about this broad picture topic. Doesn't matter who it's written by. Um, so I wanted to start out this discussion uh, talking about the life of extremes. Uh, in in today's society, or you know, one not driven by God's law, we see that the pendulum swings. We see pendulum swings from one end of a spec of the spectrum to the other. Yeah. Uh, we see. Here's an example. We see that men were not treating women with biblical love. So instead of teaching from the church or from the pulpit what biblical love should look like, we now have feminism. And so instead of, you know, just fixing this and like coming to the middle and saying, okay, okay, come back. We're like, okay, I'll come back. Oh, wow. And we're going all the way over here. (laughs) And, and so, yep. And, you know, tying this into our topic for our topic, on one hand, you have people who have been working so much that their families are forgotten. Hmm. And now you have this article, which is on the other hand trying to portray what it's trying to portray is that everyone should work as little as possible as little as they can. Right. Um, more people should have more time off. More people should get sick, sick leave more often, less and less work. And that Mm -hmm. continues on and on and on. And it, it obviously it pushes their agenda because then what happens when you are not making as much money because you're working a lot less you're more dependent on the government, and so therefore they can control your lot, your lives a lot easier. Yeah, it's it's an agenda, but let's just talk about this workism here. We're, it also changes your um. If if you're sorry to butt in, but that's a real. I, I love the correlation you just made. Like this is a pendulum swing on the other side. That's a really good. I didn't even think of that, but you, you're totally right. That's exactly what this is. But like part of that too is it's part of their agenda because people who don't work aren't doing what they were created to do. And so mentally, and we figured this out, like they're not ignorant to this fact. Okay. People who are retired, people who aren't working, who aren't doing jobs are a lot more pliable. They are, their minds are beginning to atrophy. Their muscles are beginning to atrophy when they're not as active. They are stuck in front of a TV all day, you know? So like, it's a lot easier. They become a lot more malleable, a lot more controllable when they're not as independent because they're not working. They're not working with their hands. They're not keeping their minds sharp. They're not doing what God created them to do. Yeah. They're getting yeah. to be wimps, you know? And so 
wimps are a lot more malleable than non-wimps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Quote for the episode. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, but, you know, continuing on, when we stray away from God's biblical blueprint, we find that pragmatism takes hold. The idea that, and, and pragmatism is the idea that we just test and see if it fixes stuff. Yep. And it's complete, completely unbiblical because God has given us a plan and has given us the strategy to achieve that plan. Um, but continuing on, moving on, my next section is, so then what does biblical work look like? And like I said before, I'm talking in... I'm going to steal my section. Quick, yeah, I'm working in very quick, <laughs> succinct, succinct, like sections here i'm trying to go as quick as possible because i want to hand it back over to bruce which he's going to give a more in-depth um but just setting out a few points first of all work is not sinful i think we can all agree on that uh but also more than that work is commanded by god uh before the fall adam and eve and this is tying back to the first point work is not sinful before the fall adam and eve were told by God to work in the garden, Genesis 2, 15. Um, however, it is now more laborious, lo more labor-intensive because of the fall. It doesn't change the fact that work in and of itself is not sinful. It's just now harder. However, we are still commanded to do that, do so. Mm -hmm. But even so, we are to use our work to please God. Uh, my verse correlations, my, my verse references are Colossians 3.23, which should remind you of, wait, is that, that's, that's our show, the final thing, right? Or is it, yeah. am I thinking of Corinthians? No, yeah, Colossians no, 3.23. Yeah. Yep. And then Proverbs 16.3, 1 Corinthians 10.31, and John six twenty seven, and there are so much more. There are several yeah. more. I bet Bruce is going to go over multiple other ones that I didn't even bring up. Um, but also, God commands us that if we do not do work, we shall incur judgment. Mm. Proverbs fourteen twenty three, Ephesians four twenty eight, and Second Thessalonians three ten. Again, so much more. Uh, look at all these passages. If Bruce does not bring them up, I would suggest looking at them and reading yeah. through them. They really I only bring up like one or two of those. So yeah. the rest of those there, are all really, really good. There, there are a ton. There are yeah. a ton. So <laughs> please look at them. They really do make my points a little bit better. So if you are like, oh, I, I don't see that, then look at these verses. You'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But however, moving on to a different point i think my last point here is and this point is wealth earned quickly will dwindle mm. and will fall away uh and this is this something is a really that, good point yeah this is something that is a lot less understood but hopefully it is still quite evident from the passages that i will bring up um our work should not be for money earned quickly uh, my first reference, verse reference, is from Proverbs 21, 5. And it says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, 
but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. And first, first, something that I think should be noted is that God is not talking about wealth or abundance in this case as wrong or bad. Mm. However, yeah. wealth earned quickly, and I think this should be understood as wealth earned quickly using like get rich quick schemes and stuff like that, or selling drugs or profiting off of the misfortune Lottery. of others. Lottery yeah, tickets. doing yeah. things, yeah, earning millions of dollars in one day, you know, Okay, yeah. how did that happen? That's right. a little sus suspect. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know those types of things. That that's this is I think the money earned quickly. Now I don't exactly have exact proof to show that. There's another proverb that about. also talks about that. Um, that literally says money earned quickly will not last right. long. Um, oh yes, I I have verses that say money earned quickly, but saying that that money earned quickly is through these means. You know, yeah. Or is it just talking about any way that you earn money quickly? You know, yeah. It is yeah. true that if you earn money quickly, there there is like an aspect to it of like, okay, how did that happen? That's not typical. That's that's a little odd. Um, however, continuing moving on because I know there's only five minutes left, so I'll, I know Bruce has a ton that, that I know this is a very long overview. <laughs> But there's a lot that we could talk about. One last verse. It's fine. We're just ready for a part two episode now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> One last verse to go over what I've been saying to kind of prove my point a little bit more is Proverbs 13, 11, which says, Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, hmm. but, however, who, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. So this is saying that if you earn slowly and you save it up and you continually building and building and building, that growth will be exponential. Uh, it's almost as if it's almost, in a sense, a sign to the kingdom growth. We are slowly Ooh, building. That's a good correlation. Look at you, then, dude. Yeah. There's two great correlations in one in one episode. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. 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 I'm on a roll or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. You know, thinking of it, thinking of it like that. So yeah. I will yep. hand it over to Bruce for his last four minutes. Sorry. All right. It's all right. It's all right. I can get through two verses in four minutes. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, one, two, three, four, five verses, but I'm not getting through all those. So I'll just skip over the ones that we've already talked about. Jake already talked about the dominion mandate in Genesis. So Genesis, I have Genesis 1, 26 and 28. And then I also had Genesis 2, 15. So both of those. Um, one that I will bring up just because we read the commentary of this verse, which comes from Hebrews. Hebrews comments on this verse and is like, sweet, we get an inspired commentary on what this verse actually means. So uh, that was our verse of the week about two weeks ago. Um, but this is Haggai chapter two, verses four through seven. And it literally starts out the very first word here. Here's the that passage. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts, according to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit remains in your midst. Fear not, for thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once more in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations so that the treasures of all nations shall come in and will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. 
So <laughs> first word, work. Like all of yeah. this, all of this is brought about through ordinary means. Well, we call it ordinary means, um, but it's incredible means through the working of the Holy Spirit. It's through Christ's death, resurrection, and, and ascension. It's him reigning, um, seated at the right hand of God, working through his people to bring about this through the nations. And how is that done? First word, work. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. And then the rest of the passage talks about what will this work accomplish? What will this do? It's not us. It's God working through us. He will shake the nations so that the treasures of all nations shall come in and he'll fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. So that's all through work. We were created to work. We were created to, to do this and we were created to serve our king through work. Um, second, second Thessalonians chapter three, verses six through 12 is a great passage. It's a big passage, but it's really, really good. So I'm, I'm going to read the whole thing, all six verses, because it's, it explains all of this and it's just, it couldn't be clear. Uh, now we command you brothers in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness. So someone who's not working, someone who's idle, who's slothful, just sitting around doing nothing and not in according with the tradition that you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor, we worked day and night that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we did not have that right, but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. For when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now, such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. End quote. So obviously work is vital. It's important. We can't just be idle people doing nothing. Um, finally, we aren't working for money. The kind of work that we're doing is not simply for money. We're working for the dominion of God, and money is a tool in that dominion. Proverbs 23, 4 through 5 says, Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light on it, it is gone. For suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle towards heaven. This is, this is really funny. <laughs> money isn't <laughs> evil, but it's certainly not why we work. We work to take dominion and use money as a tool for that dominion in today's day and age. Now, that being said, we would not be spending a whole month or two months on a book talking about angels in the architecture and beauty and culture and music and all of these things, mansions and architecture. And we wouldn't be talking about all of that stuff as positive if we thought it was evil, right? Mm -hmm. Or if we thought the Bible thought, says it's evil. So that it's not evil. Money's not evil. The things that it produces are not evil, but we need to remember that it's not the goal. The goal of working is not to produce money. We don't, we don't toil yeah. to acquire wealth. Wealth is a side effect of us toiling properly, but it's not yeah. the main goal. I think, you know, very telling here in this verse is this one short little piece, this short little phrase, when your eyes light on it. Hmm. I think it, that's vitally important to this because, it, because it's saying when your eyes set on it, when your eyes yes. are set on it, 
Yeah, I that's your idol. Set on money. I yep. should be set on this goal. Money Dude. is the way to get to that goal, but it, our eyes are not set on money. Okay, that's it. This is your show now. You can have it. <laughs> that was awesome. No, no. Good correlation. Okay, that's three now. <laughs> Sweet. Love it. Yeah, that's that's a wonderful point. That's a really wonderful point. Yep. Um, yeah, and so uh, we're two minutes over. So I, I wanted to get into the unbelievers incorrect view, view of work. And then I wanted to get into the unbelievers overworking problem. But I think we're going to save that for part two which may or may not be next week oh you don't know if you want a part two let us know yeah send us an email trdshow at protonmail.com or leave a comment on social media if you would like a part two of this and you want us to cover some of those things that we didn't get to because there's so much that we didn't get to i'm starting to i thought finally i had figured out how many words it took to put in my notes for a half hour show episode clearly clear clearly i i've i'm not great at estimating not as good at estimating as i thought i was because i have a lot more to say so, <laughs> so hopefully a part two some someday in the future um anything you want to add jake quick 20 seconds before we wrap up um i could reiterate all Time. we've Don't said <laughs> yeah i <laughs> i could reiterate all of what we said but if you want a reiteration of all that we have said, just go back and rewatch the entire episode. <laughs> so I won't do that. Um, but rewatch. Uh, then again, I do not have anything new to say either. So just rewatch the entire episode at this point. Rewatch. Yes. So, yes. Please remember is, to rewind your, your VHS tapes before passing it back to Blockbuster Video. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is your call to action at the end of this video. Just Rewind. watch it again. <laughs> yeah. When you get to the end, just follow again this call again. of action and do it again and just do it again That's and hilarious. do it again. And yes. And if, you're, if your finger accidentally happens to slip below the video while you're scrolling backwards and you accidentally hit the like button and the share button, we would not be mad. No, we it would really bounce, not be mad. You know, and then yeah, happens just, to bounce on the comment section, you're at hand. Yeah. Type out a type something out. Yeah. 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 We wouldn't be mad. It's all you know, by accident, you know. Yeah, totally accidental. Not yeah. <laughs> on purpose or intentional whatsoever. Thank you also so much for watching or listening to us. <laughs> Don't forget, we'll uh, see you on Monday um, because we do a th tri-weekly show. We do three episodes a week. So, you know, you don't have to wait long. You've got two days before we are um, talking to your screen speakers device again so that that'll be cool earbuds, so look out for earbuds yeah whatever device you're you're on um but also we have a website trdshow.net send us an email trdshow at protonmail.com and uh thanks so much for watching for listening for getting those view counters up and um yeah hope you have a great weekend and a wonderful lord's day and uh, we'll see you all on Monday. And, of course, remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.